Today is a day for manifestation with the Magdalens. What a special day indeed. And I welcome you back to another episode of Exploring Possibilities, where we are always finding new ways to raise consciousness and the vibration on this planet. Thank you for joining us. And today we have joining us a very special guest. Danielle Rama Hoffman. She's a channel. She's the founder of the Ascended Mastery Lineage of Thoth, legacy work coach and leader in the evolution in consciousness. She's the author of The Temples of Light, The Council of Light, and The Tablets of Light. Noticing a theme? Yes, she helps light workers fulfill our highest mission and channel our legacy work. She's originally from Seattle, Washington, and now lives in southern France from where she joins us today. Hi, Danielle. Hi. <laughs> Such a privilege to connect with you today. I love working with Inner Traditions and Bear Publishing. They have the most amazing authors. But I have to tell you, you caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully in the best way. <laughs> in the best way. I now look forward to reading your books. I was not familiar with your work until these cards. And if you're joining video on youtube.com slash Cheryl sits, this is the, the box that the cards come in. And then I have to just flash you a little bit of these beauties. So you can see the power in them. It literally shines off the cards. Look at these codes and symbols. They're just magnificent. But besides that, because I have some beautiful cards, there's so much more to them than that. Once you get into the readings, which you channeled, correct? Yes. Yeah, they are so next world. There's just no other way to put it. They are definitely helping us step into a new way of doing things, particularly in this deck manifestation. So where to jump in? Your story that you share in the book in here is really interesting, how you worked in Egypt for a while and then went to France and through that transition collect, connected with the Magdalene energies, correct? Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, for those that may not know that there is that connection between Egypt and France in terms of uh, the, I think of the ISIS initiations and teachings of of Mary Magdalene and and Yeshua and uh, and then going from Egypt where maybe we've had those initiations and adeptness and then whether it's like literally taking the boat over to France uh, and or what the guides have shared over the years this is also energetically where we go from kind of building our initiation our adept phase to then bringing things out into the world. And so I hadn't worked with the Magdalene's really before that, uh, and didn't grow up with really any context. So I felt like I was a good uh, channel to be bringing in also a cosmic energy of Magdalene's and the feminine and masculine together. Uh, but it was amazing. It was like Egypt, 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 Egypt. And then I was like, France, 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 France. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. And and that was just fascinating to me because I have the Egyptian connection and I have had so many people with the Magdalene connection. And now this really brought it into my awareness in a new way. And then you mention the galactic connection and like, what is the tie to all of that? The galactic connection, the manifesting aspect that you work with in the cards. How did all of that come together? Mm hmm. Yeah, well, and I feel like, too, if we look at perhaps in terms of linear history, like ancient Egypt happened before 
the the kind of repeating energies and gods and goddesses of you know Mary Magdalene and the Mother Mary and the Immaculate Conception. You know we have Isis and Osiris and Horus and and so to me my access point it sounds like you as well was was Egypt. And I remember as I was working with Isis and and Thoth, Thoth, uh, uh, really asking like, well, what's your source? And all the temples are connected to uh, that as above, so below, as within, so without, and even built as a reflection of the cosmos. If we look at the Great Pyramid, the three pyramids at Giza, that they're tied to Orion's belt at a certain time. So that connection to me is that the temples along the Nile are also uh, a reflection of the Milky Way. And, and I remember asking the guides, well, what's your source? Uh, what came before you? And, and then really in that way of that cosmic energy. So if there's a trip from the boat, like in France at St. Marie de la Mer, there's the like the Marys, the the Sarahs. Uh, I wasn't expecting to talk about that, but apparently, you know, that's like they took the boat across the Mediterranean Sea. And then the galactic kind of thing as well is that maybe we we had lifetimes in Egypt where we were collecting wisdom and then bringing them to France or or out into the world, depending on our divine lineages. So this must be a very uh, like astute group too, because we're talking about kind of, um, I don't want to say advanced yet, yet the, the full picture, the, our experience here, and then also our cosmic or divine lineage connections. And that's really been my guidance has been, I've kind of had the galactic piece and I've had the spiritual piece on the earthly piece. And then, and it's like, it's all one piece. So the more I feel like that we can even just quickly reference how it's all one, it is as within, so without, it is as above, so below. Then we start to not feel so fragmented maybe, and we can really unify and, and harmonize all of that into one beautiful path, which is what it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. And then really the Magdalene manifestation cards create abundance through love really came in from a combination of Magdalene midwives, past, present, and future. And I was really surprised because when we think of Magdalene or when I did, at least it was very Magdalene mother Mary, like very feminine. And yet they came in as Isis and Osiris, uh, uh, Mary Magdalene and Yeshua, like they came in in sacred union of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And really this whole new paradigm of creating abundance from love, from overflowing. And like, of course, we're always manifesting, actualizing, creating like that just happens like expansion is natural. It, it may not be conscious. We may be manifesting like mixed bags. And yet for me, I felt like, especially with light workers and the guides we're talking about the, that we've gotten to a point where we've, we've, we have so much higher wisdom and we've embodied so much light that the next step was really love. And I know for me as well, that was really important. And also for folks that are resonant, if we don't, if we don't have our heart open or what the Magdalene's talk about our horizontal field as well, then that descension process of all the higher wisdom and the light and the searching and remembering 
like it, it, it's not experienced as, as heart wisdom. So when you were talking about the purpose of the show, like raising the vibration of the planet, love is one of the highest vibrations. Yes, it is. I love what you talk in here about the horizontal field. And I want to touch on that a little bit because that's how I've been playing with these. I did a couple of single card pulls when I got them just to kind of dive in. And I felt like I jumped into the deep end of a really vast ocean. It was like, wow, the readings are so different. So then I kind of looked at the different spreads. I read through your book and I did the three card spread and I put one on my headboard and one on each of the feet of my bed. So I sleep in that pyramid shape. And they've just been lovely to work with. I'm showing them here for anybody that's watching the video. They're just so magical to work with. I just love them. So I did that to play with the, oh, look, we have one in common. <laughs> I pulled this one for the podcast. We have the same one, the birthright of love. <laughs> oh, I love that. So we'll talk about that one. But I've been using them in my bedroom because of the horizontal field and to just welcome that in all night while I sleep. Yeah. And so just to touch on the horizontal field and, you know, that the, the Magdalene's also really talk about our capacity to be actualizing while we sleep. And of course we're sitting and we're standing up and our spinal column is more of that vertical column, the light, the wisdom that we kind of already talked about. And then the love, like if we spread our arms out, it's that horizontal plane and then we spend however many hours uh, in, in a horizontal position of sleeping. And so there are spreads to leap while you sleep, to manifest while you sleep. And that's what you're talking about. Like the three card spread can really work to, to assist, like whether we're calling in the resources of money or time or our mission or relationships are really what matters most to us, not like what we think we should be manifesting, but really related to our path on the earth, what we're here for, our mission, then that three card spread can can really be beautiful. And I love hearing that you're like putting them around your your body physically so that you're in the center of that. And you know, just to kind of deepen into the Magdalene's that Neftis, the, the sister of Isis, uh, or another facet of that divine love, is a part of the Magdalene Council. And so that's a lot of the nighttime, the non-physical energy, and, and to be able to, to harness that, to recognize it's not like we're only actively manifesting while we're awake and using efforting and all the do-do-do to create, which does work aligned action is a part of any actualization from my perspective, yet to be able to harness what light workers are great at already, which is energy and connecting with guides and the non-physical energy. So, and then giving ourselves permission to rest. Like when this body work came in, I was crispy, fried, burnt out. Like things were going really well, had a lot of abundance in my life. And yet at the same time, there, there wasn't, uh, things weren't in alignment across all forms of abundance. I had was creating like one form of abundance and then another one would go down. So I do feel like that restoration, regeneration, using our sleep time, giving ourselves permission to do a card spread and lay down uh, can just also be really nourishing. Yes. And you touch on something else that I really found valuable in the writings, which was 
this old way of believing that for us to have one thing go up, something else has to go down, like what you mentioned, and and that that's no longer applicable. And so that's something I've been working with in my spread as well, is just raising it all up, raising it all up and and resting for the body. Of course, the body needs self-care too. So it's finding that balance, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so the card that we both... Uh chose is the birthright of love card. And for those who may be new to the deck, the there are 20 codes of love that do have two representations. So the birthright of love will have two representations. And we both chose the key card. So it's not only did we choose the same card, uh, the same code, yet also we chose the key card, which is more about uh, the energy of aligned action, we can connect to, uh, it's opening something, it's activating something. There's more of a, a masculine energy, if you will, uh, unlocking of something where the hologram card is more of that being state, the horizontal field, the the feminine aspect. So on the card, it says the birthright of love, authentic expression. Love is a given and an action. Take one aligned action inspired by your authentic self for the joy of it. And, you know, the, the other thing as we're talking about bringing the sacred union between being and acting and and recalibrating, like overdoing or overthinking, and also underacting. Like sometimes those, sometimes we have aspects of ourselves where we may be perhaps too much in a being state. And it's time to, for example, if we're calling in a, a new relationship, whether that's a romantic partner or a friend or community or a team member or a client or whatever it is. Uh, if we're doing all the altars and the energy vortexes and our card spreads, and yet we're not taking any aligned action, and it's harder for that to come into the physical form. So to me, this card is perhaps pointing to areas of our lives where we may be too much in the yin, too much in the being state, and, and it's time not to run around doing all the things yet an aligned action also for the joy of it, for the, for the fun of it. And the essence of the birthright of love is also, there's nothing to prove. It's like, we are already loved. And so sometimes too, for those of us high achievers, uh, over like, uh, yeah, just uh, high performers who can, can kind of feel like we're behind even though it is a key card and it's saying take a line action, there's a softness to it. Like, cause sometimes we, we want more or to actualize more from a place of lack or from a place of, if I have more, whatever it is, then I'm proving that I'm lovable. So the birthright of love is like, you wake up, doesn't matter if you have more or less, or like, there's no proving it's, it's a given. And, uh, you know, the, the birthright of love, it's interesting that we pulled it because, you know, we have the cards and all the codes are there and it's based on our, one of our core programs, the, the Magdalene, uh, wealth codes, the Magdalene codes of love for those that really want to go deep and activate them. And yet 
the systems really in the cards for 30, whatever, depending on where somebody lives, which I'm so excited about that it's more accessible. And then we do have an interim interim step where the birthright of love is a masterclass and activation that, that somebody can have all a card to, that stands on its own if they want to go, okay, I've got the cards, I'm working with the cards, and I want to go a little bit deeper, but not sure that I want to do the whole enchilada. So was also a little wink and a nod that we both pulled that one from my perspective. Yes. So I love what you were sharing. That's a great point for you to share, please, your website and talk more about how we can use not only these cards, but other offerings that you have to really catapult into this new way of manifesting and maybe touching a little bit also on how that's different from the old way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Well, as you were sharing in the beginning of like, you you caught me by surprise or like this isn't a it, it's a unique card deck and i do feel like the magdalens like for those it resonates with it really resonates with and and yet it is like a manifestation deck where there's an active proc practice uh, and so if what we're talking about is feeling like oh yeah i'd like to lean in more the first place to start is really getting the cards. And so to do that, you can go to daniellehoffman.com forward slash cards. And then from there, really buying the cards wherever cards are sold. And then uh, coming in, it's all explained there, but just kind of so somebody's, you know, the, the process is, is there, then you can receive this these gifts that go with the card deck. And I'm really passionate about also providing additional support in your manifesting. So there's a yummy money workshop in there. There's a, a meet the Magdalene guides to, to deepen or forge uh, a connection with the Magdalene's and, and there's other cool stuff in there. So that's really a great place to start. And then for the masterclass, um, that can be found on my website too, daniellehoffman.com. Uh, we have like a masterclass section or it's in the, in the shop too. So those are two great places to start. Yes. And, and just to add those, those items that were mentioned, those are free gifts right now for ordering cards. So it's a great time to order your deck of cards and get in on some of the fun additional items that are available. I'm looking forward to doing some of those too. I've been just having so much fun with the cards. They're delightful. Yeah. And to be able to dive into the manifestation toolkit, like why you're waiting for your cards to arrive is, is also fun. Yes. Yes. Not everybody gets it the way I got it. So yes, absolutely. You get to start. And you mentioned the, the number of cards. So there is the masculine and feminine aspect. And it's been intriguing to me to see how my card pulls tend to be either balancing mostly feminine aspects one day and then another day balancing in mostly masculine aspects. It shows me where I tend to deviate too, as I seek to have more balance of those two. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then there are the four resource codes where yes. as there's 44 cards in the deck that have one image, one card in sacred union. And those are kind of the bigger pillars of what we're talking about, which is multi-dimensional abundance where we're creating abundance and simultaneity. So those can also be fun to do spreads on, like if it's yummy money or 
uh, sublime time where we're looking to not only collapse timelines or jump timelines, but also to really have that that joy in the now moment that there's more of that divine sublime experience of every now moment there's divine relationships and then also radiant energy so kind of you know health finances time and and also our our relationships and one of the things that i love about the magdalens and what they talk about is that it is the new paradigm where we're creating multi-D abundance or multi-dimensional abundance in simultaneity. And even though it seems counterintuitive, because often we're like, I want the car, I want the car, I want the car, I want the, <laughs> the person, I want the money, I want that, whatever it is, we can get this tunnel vision on what it is that we're choosing to create. And that actually, even though it seems counterintuitive, to to focus on another form of abundance. And that is the feminine aspect. Like I know from my experience, for example, if I was filling a trip to Egypt and I was doing all the things, like when I would go for a walk with a friend, when I would take a bath, when I'd have a yummy meal, that's when I'd come back to the office and somebody would have signed up. So it really includes not only the thing, but also the journey and how it feels and uh, really creating multi-D abundance, which is such a game changer on for so many reasons and on so many levels. Yes. Yes. And, it, and that talking about those four pillars really brings into the forefront that this isn't just about money. Uh, we, we've heard a lot about abundance in terms of manifesting and we think money for cars and trips and what abundance has many faces, doesn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And that's where it's also really so relaxing, I feel like to our system or uh, when the Magdalene's talk about and we really tie how individualized our life is and multi-D abundance is manifesting what matters most to us. And I'm very mission driven, uh, like here on a purpose and, and, and the mission requires resources. And so there, there's also that recognition of our mission requires different forms of abundance individuals, our energy, we're coming from a place of overflow and also uh, finances. And yet really also the relaxation of going, oh, it's not just about creating all the things because that's what the old paradigm of a collective consciousness says. It's really like, what matters to me? I, I can have the most abundant, rich day if I go for a walk in nature and I'm listening to uh, or talking with the guides, or I'm listening to somebody else's wisdom. And to me, I, I feel so rich in that moment of kind of batching a few things at once that I that I love that really nourish me. And so that can also just really assist us of taking out things that don't matter that we're trying to manifest. And then we're wondering why are they not manifesting? Because they, they're not relevant for our mission or a or a desire that we really have. It may be a hand-me-down or a should, or I think I need to. That's so true. We are coming from a time when it was all about doing and making and forcing and pushing. And, and, and then that reminder that you gave us at the end that it may not be for us right now. And we may be better in many ways if it goes differently. I love the, the concept of this or something better. Just surprise and delight me. What's best for me right now? 
Mm-hmm. And then that opens up the pathways and the form to be something that is unexpected. And that can really be also, especially when there can be a focus on like, I'm here and I want to be there and I'm not there yet. Uh, and there are exercises in there too, of, of just feeling deeply fulfilled by the abundance that we do have. And that's very magnetic to continue to draw in abundance and gets us out of the separation, the survival of if, if we're trying to actualize eight tomatoes or eight clients or eight whatever's, and we have two, like really deeply feel fulfilled by the two that are there. Yes. So where does this tie into your journey and your personal passions? Why abundance? Why now? Why these cards? Yeah, great question. I would say because my mission is so connected to source and to be also assisting others to really bring in the new paradigms pioneering, innovating, uh, that to me, manifesting is an evolutionary stage in consciousness. It's a, it's a way that we can be actualizing what we know to be true, spiritual truths in physical form. So as we're adept at, at actualizing, physicalizing, uh, because we're here on earth, we're, we're in these bodies that to me, it's, it's a deepening connection into source. And that's always my, my biggest, why my biggest reason and a part of my mission. And then also on my own journey, just really having those times of wanting to take a trip to Egypt and not having the money or, uh, you know, just earlier on recognizing that also the the personal growth, the evolution, the mission, it, it does require resources. And so I, I don't tend to get on a soapbox is not really my jam. And yet I do feel, especially for light workers and, and uh, those of us that are here on a mission to, to be able to be supported, to have the resources is also a form of empowerment. So our voices can be heard. We're nourished, we're nurtured. And that's also kind of the old paradigm of, of healing and uh, to, to really be in the, in the forefront. I do find these cards very deeply healing on many levels because they touch on places in me where I still have stories I didn't see that I had. They touch on me in places where I'm still holding back out of whatever misaligned fear or belief or whatever. So they really touch places in me that show me where my opportunities for more growth and more expansion are. And whether it's my health or money or whatever, you're absolutely right. All of us light workers, we need to be bringing our best game, showing up as our best self and loving ourselves as well as we can to be able to be here to do this mission that we came to do. So they help on all those levels. And I just wanted to say that because I have seen shifts in many aspects of my life since I started working with them and it's all just beautiful. Mm, Yay. And they are codes of love and love is inclusive. Love's a high vibration. And so it's natural for those slower vibrations to come to the surface or to be included, uh, especially as the integration is happening. And 
for me, that was also where the Magdalene's came in and I was all focused on other stuff. And yet it was like an imperative or like this, this, it was time. And since they've been in and the codes in my life, it's really just recalibrated uh, so many, so many things. And then of course, for our, our clients and the readers and I love seeing uh, also and hearing just like you did, you shared how it's touching folks and, and having that alignment uh, and deeply healing as well, because it's the heart and love and, and all those things. Yeah. And the messages are just so different from what is, is out there right now. They're so future moving. They, they're not the messages. I've had a lot of manifestation stuff come through here, and this is just so different. I really love them. And I would be amiss if I didn't m mention Christine Lucas. Beautiful yes. artwork on these cards. Yes. Shout out to her. Yeah, yes. she did an amazing job. And so fun for me as I've had, you know, books. This is my first card deck, uh, at least that I've shared, uh, you know, in, in this way and published publicly. And it's so nice to have a visual representation of the energies of the codes. And, and Christine just did an amazing job and the colors are so vibrant and sacred geometry. I love that, like the abstractness too, because it, it color and sacred geometry does work with our systems in a way that that's different than only the words or only, uh, reading things on, on a page. So it also is very multi-sensory and multidimensionally abundant. And yeah, she did a beautiful, beautiful job. They really are. I was looking at one of the cards and I went, wait, that's the eye of Horus. How cool. That's the eye of Horus. Like, <laughs> I just love the artwork. There seems to be a little bit of everything in there. So they're quite delightful. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I would love to invite if you have any message from the Magdalene's for us today to create that space for you to share that. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just drop in and, uh, and bring them in. They've been here yet kind of switching to what they have to share. Hello, dear ones. This is the Magdalene midwives, and in particular, the birthright of love key code or being of love moving more into the forefront of this divine transmission. And we wanted to focus on authentic expression, which is on the birthright of love card, that theme of authentic expression and how authentic expression is a fast track to actualizing what matters most. And we know that it can be uncomfortable to authentically express, especially when there's so many now moments or the old paradigm that says fit in uh, to a box, do things this way. Uh, everyone else is doing this. Everyone else is sleeping at this time, eating at this time, uh, wanting these things to really be authentic, authentic with your what matters most, authentic with also sharing. Uh, there's another code, vibrational visibility vibrationally being visible, authentic expression is also 
from the heart saying what needs to be said. And that works very well in terms of the signature energy, what's spoken about in the Tablets of Light book, as well about vibrational proximity. When you're authentic, when you're vibrating your uniqueness, your unique signature energy, uh, the signature, like you would sign a signature, there's only one you. And when you're authentically expressing vibrationally visible as the one you, the one of one, then that which is aligned for you, what matters most, can find you more easily. And so we know that there may be some inner evolution, and you can do the card spreads as well for those deeper seated reasons why there may be hiding or hanging back or saying something to be nice or uh, all those things. To us, also, you've already done so much work, so it may just be a decision to, to say, okay, I don't really need to do more. There may be more. Yet to to just from our perspective, the message is coming through in response to the asking and calling of this particular group is to go ahead and work through that discomfort because what is there to be garnered and experienced is more of you. And the more of you that you are, then the more of your mission you can share and the more that the resources, the individuals, the experiences, the, the resources can also find you. So again, we know it can seem easier said than done to be you and only you. However, there is a lot that becomes possible when there's a willingness to to shift whatever those reasons for not having authentic expression are. So we're happy to, if there's a question that you may have or a reflection to share, yet that was our message for this particular group. That's a beautiful message. Can you speak a little more to this in terms of our closest relationships? It's one thing to put ourselves out into the world and there's that level of fear of being seen, of repercussions, but I see a lot of uh, people struggling in the most intimate relationships to be their most authentic self because that's really where we feel it the strongest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, and so for those of you who may have the deck or uh, if you could look in the deck, if it's easy to find, what is coming through is, is really about divine relationships, one of the resource codes. Now, we've chosen divine relationships, divine as in source, God, goddess, great spirit, all that there is, infinite oneness, source, divine as in extraordinary. How do you have extraordinary relationships without bumping up against intimacy ceilings. Now we don't mean intimacy only and romantic relationships. We mean, where do you hold source at arm's length? Where do you hold those that you're close to at arm's length out of protective mechanisms, survival consciousness? And the, the, um, it, we're, we're looking for kind, kind of short tracks here, short cuts here. 
so that we can vibrationally be broadcasting perhaps a fuller message and yet a more succinct message verbally. So how is it that you can have more divine relationships with those that you're closest to? Well, the response came in even before the question, which is that authentic expression. We know it can be practiced to ask for what you need, to, to, to share what may feel vulnerable, to be willing, and this is the big one here that we'd really invite you to, to incorporate in the way that it relates to you, to be willing to be current with who it is that you've become and to be current with who it is that someone that you've had a long-term relationship with has become as well. One of the questions, and this is a wider Divine Transmission Council of Guides that Danielle's had in her 25, 30 years of being a healer, is what's the difference between someone who changes and somebody who, who doesn't? Someone who may be in the same program, in the same card deck, in the same, uh, and, and one individual really has a shift and one doesn't. There's different factors to that. Yet the essence of it is also really believing that you can be different. And rather than putting on yesterday's clothes after you do your sleep while you leap spread, and rather than relating to your long-term relationships as their previous version of them, to, to wake up with fresh eyes, to be willing to be current, to see the divine in them. And that can make a big difference. One visual for this that we've been sharing recently is let's say you have your five-year-old self that has a little backpack of clothes, shoes, five-year-old shoes, snacks, then you have your 15-year-old self and she, he, they have their baggage, uh, uh, clothes that fit them, shoes that fit them, music they're into. Then you have this accumulation of past experiences, why it's not safe to, to be with self and others at the same time. And then before you know it, you have this whole chain of bags and the individual that you're speaking with has their whole chain of bags and then there's there's no the the hot air balloon we know we're switching analogies yet the hot air balloon is tied down by all those bags so to synthesize what we shared how can you have more intimate fulfilling relationships with individuals that have been in your life for a while one, authentic expression and that willingness to be vibrationally visible. Two, is a sort of willingness to be different and to presence somebody else's different, be your most current versions with one another. And that seems like it's it's a lot, uh, it's enough. It's a, we're, we're having that sense of the cycles fulfilled. And so we are starting to step aside and sending love and appreciation to, to you for your contribution to the evolution and consciousness 
and the spiritual frontier that is relationships. And that's where you may notice, as we have some closing words here, as we're as we're stepping aside, that as you ask Danielle, why manifesting? Why abundance? Why is it important to her personal evolution? At one point, money was a spiritual frontier. frontier. At one point, having time and more balance between mission and personal, like there's a lot of untapped potential in relationships and it may be the next spiritual frontier of the leading wave of what it is that each individual is here to actualize. So we're celebrating this now moment for the fun of it, for the joy of it, and just inviting each of you to take a moment. You may close your eyes, feel your feet, take a breath, Ask to integrate what's yours from this transmission. Nothing more, nothing less. All is light and love. And we are all. Mm. Thanking the Magdalens and thanking you, Danielle. That was beautiful. Yeah, you're welcome. My pleasure. I received that. Yeah, it's always amazing. How it was like, they were like, oh, the response came in before you even had the question, but the question was there. <laughs> Isn't that the way? I love it. Well, Danielle, what about you? Do you have any parting thought that you'd like to share with us? Besides, of course, again, your contact information, but any final words about this deck and and just your message in general? Yeah, well... You can find the deck and the bonuses at daniellehoffman.com forward slash cards. And in terms of my parting message, there's almost um, this sense of, of going for it, like really giving ourselves permission to, as an act of love, as an act of self-love, to be really resourced in our in our mission to really be coming from the new paradigm of overflowing of abundance and co-creation and love and joy and that comes from a self permission slip it comes from yes I, i'm choosing i'm willing i'm commanding demanding depending on where somebody is on the spectrum as an act of self-love and also for others to be resourced in my mission. Cause we all have had experience of running on fumes, burnout, uh, cobbling things together, settling for less or trying to figure it out. So that's really my mission is the end message is that there's another possibility and the courage to, to go for it. Thank you. That's wonderful. And you said a magic word that I just want to touch on because that was the first takeaway from this deck was the way resourced was redefined for me, repositioned for me. So let's all be resourced and channels of resource energy for everyone else. That's just a beautiful way to see the world and everybody in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. We appreciate your time and your energy and this beautiful card deck gift to the world, the Magdalene Manifestation cards. And 
Thanks again to the publishing house for connecting us. And thank you for listening. Let us know what you thought or, or of the show, whether you saw us or listened in audio. We really appreciate you joining us each time. And we look forward to your feedback. So please share with us. And we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.